Hello and welcome back to Humanitas Podcast from and to human rights advocates, putting human at the center of rights communication. This is Beatrice speaking and I will be your host for today. Here we are, our last episode together. Initially, I walked you through the reasons why art and human rights can be placed side by side. Both are revolutionary in nature, they can be highly controversial and they are projected towards the future. Both art and human rights are concerned with the relationship between identity and diversity and, ideally at least, they go beyond any barrier, be it political or cultural. Then I tried to give you some examples concerning the applications that art can have when it comes to implementing human rights on the ground. I hope you all recall the case of Walking Arts NGO, young Iraqi people using the language of music and drawing to narrate their tragedies, to win their basic rights back and to build their own path, which means creating new job opportunities for themselves as well as for all the generations that will follow. So do you start seeing a pattern here? Let's be super clear. Picture the relationship between art and human rights as a coin. Heads is the usage of art to claim one's freedom and, in doing so, to build ties among communities. Tails is resorting to art to communicate about human rights and their violations, to communicate about the most emotional and human aspects of rights. And this last point is precisely what I'd like to discuss with you for the minutes we have left. I'd like to make you understand that you do not have to come from an academic background on human rights to advocate for them. And most importantly, you do not necessarily have to resort to technicalities when you're trying to open someone's eyes, especially if your target has his or her head in the sand. Let's face it, we all have a skeptic acquaintance who's never touched by whatever happens outside of his courtyard. Speaking from experience, the last thing you'd want to do is piecing together a beautiful speech on international conventions and rights entitlement. All the skeptics in the world will run away as fast as they can. Or worse, you'll end up reinforcing their beliefs. How can they possibly relate to all that international legal blabbering of yours? So what can we do? What can we do to convert the skeptics? What do we need? As naive as it may sound, I am aware of that, we need to generate an emotional response. We need the skeptics to start empathizing. Kind of a human rights shock therapy. And what is it that can put a pit in your stomach and trigger an emotional response for something you didn't even know about? Hello there, art. Here's an example. You're having dinner and people at the table begin talking about a remote piece of land, Nagorno-Karabakh, or something like that, anyway. The main argument is that, with all what's going on over here, news channels are over-focusing on that unknown piece of land. You don't want to make a scene, but you don't want to let it go either. It's your opportunity to step up for human rights. And yes, Home advocacy is important too. 
As we said, talking about the violations to the Geneva Conventions will highly likely be counterproductive. Instead, try this. Show your family or friends Picasso's Guernica. Take advantage of the undeniable visual impact of the painting and start explaining in very simple terms how civilians, people like you and your friends, are dying. Don't give up when skeptics don't seem bothered by human rights. Change your angle instead. But what about the skeptic of all skeptics? Would a painting be emotional enough? Or would he or she need concrete proofs? Just in case, here's a couple of powerful tools you could add to your artistic arsenal. Witness, see it, film it, change it, is an NGO that capitalizes on the power of visual stimulation. It identifies contexts where human rights are being violated and it provides the affected people with basic, safe and ethical filming techniques. In this way, those waiting for justice can document their own struggles and the abuses they suffer from. All videos, then, are made available to the general public through Witness website. Also, you may find Witness main projects on its Instagram account, witness underscore org. You could also rely on the work of Reza Degati, an Iranian-French humanitarian photojournalist. For decades now, he's been training refugees and people living in war zones in the language of image, empowering them with universal, non-verbal tools to share their experiences and advocate for change. So here's my final assignment for you. Stop for a second. Think about the potential of art in relation to rights advocacy. Google up what I've been mentioning and give it a try. It's been a pleasure to be a part of Humanitas Podcast and to share my passion for art and human rights with you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This four-part series is presented by a diverse crew of master's degree students from the University of Padova in collaboration with the Human Rights Centre Antonio Papisca and the student engagement team. Shout out to Slick Mason for creating our soundtrack. Thank you for listening and we'll catch up next time. Ciao!